the KDLM Sports Wrap. You know, it's funny, Zeke, but you actually get the big picture. Uh, you see that. Weekdays at 930 and on demand at KDLMRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Stop what you're doing and listen. The KDLM Sports Wrap. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. There's a lot of morons in the mainstream media that just don't get it. Join the conversation on Facebook Live as they stream the show live from the KDLM studio. I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. Hello and welcome. If you're competent in an age of incompetence, that makes you appear extraordinary. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Forest Hills Resort is not responsible for errant shots. <laughs> they must have known Zeke was coming. Where's he from? I'm from Detroit Lakes. I'm not an expert, but I do have a strong opinion. Detroit Lakes go crazy! We're still here! We're still here! Get up! Come on, get up! If you're as tight as I am! Yeah! Thirteen forty KDLM, the station you can count on. Happy Thursday, everybody! This is the KDLM Sports Wrap. My name is Zeke. For the next half hour or so, we're going to recap what happened yesterday in the wild world of sports, specifically Minnesota sports, and we'll preview what's on the way today. Wolves, I I do not think in the Carl Anthony Towns era I have ever seen a first half as gross as what the Kings and the Wolves showed last night. Fun stat for you. The Sacramento Kings shot 7%, yes, 7% from beyond the arc in the first half last night, and they led at halftime. It was not great, but the Wolves and Anthony Edwards finding a way to get the W. Grind it out. A W is a W. And once again, we saw fourth quarter Anthony Edwards take over that game. We'll talk about Wolves and Kings from last night. State swimming prelims are tomorrow. The Lakers are in the pool right now uh, doing practice at the University University of Minnesota. Lakers girls swim and dive team section runners up to Park Rapids last weekend. So they are competing at state swim and dive uh, tomorrow and Saturday. We'll talk about who's competing individually. Uh, we'll talk about some high school football because the state semifinals are at U.S. Bank Stadium tonight. A couple local teams playing uh, later today. Barnesville plays at 2. I know the Becker Bulldogs are representing Class 8-4A. They're still in the state tournament. Uh, Fertile Beltrami plays uh, tomorrow. Kitson County Central plays today. We'll talk about the, the football tournament. We'll talk about a gift that P.J. Fleck gave to Dick Vitale that Dick says is helping him through his chemotherapy. Dick Vitale, a uh, longtime uh, basketball announcer. Yeah, baby! Can't have March Madden with Dick Vitale and P.J. Fleck and the Gopher football team lifting Vitale spirits. Second half the wrap, we got Brandon Warren from Access Twins and that 90s baseball podcast to talk about free agency and what the Twins should do. I've got a list of guys I think the Twins should be interested, and we'll see if Brandon Warren agrees. We'll also get his thoughts on what the Twins should do with Byron Buxton, which is going to be the name you hear all the stinking time this offseason until the Twins either re-sign him or just rip the Band-Aid off and trade uh, trade the, the best prospect that we have ever had that just cannot stay healthy. Let's rewind the last 24 hours in sports, starting with those Minnesota Timberwolves. Rewind time. Now in, out by midcourt. Town sets the screen that levels Fox. Ant pulls up on the three and drains it. Fox wanted a foul call, but I think he flopped a little bit. 
Town set a legal screen there. Fox went down. That freed up Ant. Three ball good. Up by five. Five ten left. Timberwolves trailed by two points at halftime in in this one. And, and looking at Twitter last night, uh, reading you know Jace Frederick of the Pioneer Press and and and, and Dane Cook and all these guys. It was not a great first half of basketball. A lot of very frustrated fans. Talking to Cal Soderquist yesterday, the Wolves, they, they've showed spark, especially in the first half. That's when they've played their best lately. And the Sacramento Kings, kind of in the same position as the Wolves, they thought they were going to take a step forward this year. Luke Walton is the head coach of that team on the hot seat. You've got Buddy Heald. You've got De'Aaron Fox. You've got Marvin Bagley Jr., a, a very young nucleus on this Sacramento Kings squad Two games under five hundred for the Kings. Well, three now because Wolves win. But it, we were expecting bigger and better things from Sacramento last night, and just the, an ugly first half of basketball. And then the Wolves erupt in the second half, specifically Anthony Edwards, who had a, a pretty, oh, but by his standards, below average game the last time out on Monday night against the Phoenix Suns. Last night, fourth quarter Ant doing what fourth quarter Ant does. 16 of his 26 points in the game coming in the fourth quarter last night as he rallies his team to beat the Sacramento Kings. Final score, 107 to 98. Cat, 22 points. Russell, 17 points. But the night last night belonged to Anthony Edwards. He was talking post-game about the mood in the locker room following that awful first half, and he said it was it was a very unique speech, a very unique attitude from head coach Chris Finch that motivated him to come out as big in the second half as he did. I mean, yeah, you got Finchie, Finchie in there yelling. I mean, that's not him, you know what I'm saying? So when he's doing that, we like, all right, we got to tighten up. He banging on the door. We got to tighten up, man. We can't have Finchie in here acting out of character. Nah, yeah, we we, we for sure uh, had to find a way to uh, rebound. I mean, I feel like we did a pretty good job in the third quarter at keeping them to one shot. Head coach Chris Finch was pretty impressed by his team in the second half, but knew that Edwards was frustrated and wanted to unleash the beast. I mean, he was frustrated. You could tell, like, um, just couldn't get into a rhythm, going to the hoop, couldn't get a, you know, a good, a, a clean finish or get to the line. That's how he is. He's a streaky player. When he hits one or two, his confidence goes sky high. You know, he had a great layup, I think, to start the fourth, which kind of maybe broke the ice a little bit for him. Wolves are now 5-9 back in action tomorrow night when they host the 4-10 and 10 San Antonio Spurs. The Detroit Lakes Lakers Swim and Dive team is in Minneapolis this morning competing for a state swim and dive title for the second time in the last three years. Actually, in the pool right now, they've got practice until 10 o'clock according to this MSHSL schedule, uh, Section uh, 6 and Section A in the pool till 10 o'clock at the Gene K. Freeman Aquatic Center at the University of Minnesota. The Lakers finished as the Section 8A runners-up to Park Rapids at the section meet at the DLCCC pool last weekend and hoping to send longtime head coach Carol Fisher out on top after uh, Coach Fisher announced that she is going to step down as head coach after the state meet. Lakers last appeared at the state meet after winning their first section title in 10 years back in 2018. A couple individual qualifiers, superstar swimmers, seniors, Lexi and Maddie Gertis, both qualified for the state meet. Both are going to swim in the 100-yard breaststroke prelims at noon tomorrow. Maddie took first place at section with a time of 1 minute, 8 seconds, edging out Lexi by 2 seconds for the individual section title. Maddie also took second place in the 200 200- IM, 
with a time of 2 minutes, 22 seconds. Lexi going to compete individually in the 100-yard butterfly after winning the section race with a time of 1 minute and 3 seconds. Faith Ham also going to compete in two state races after winning the 200-yard free with a time of 2 minutes, 2 seconds, and the 500-yard freestyle competition with a time of 5 minutes and 42 seconds. Two Laker relay teams also qualified for state. They will race tomorrow. The Gerda sisters, along with Marin Westrom and Cora Martin, won the 200-yard medley, and the team of Westrom, Ham, Riley Went, and Quinn Rockstead won the 400-yard medley as well. Two Laker divers also headed down to the state meet to compete individually. Hope Ham and Kylie Tullius finished third and fourth at the section meet last weekend. The Class A prelims for swim and dive at noon tomorrow. The finals are at noon on Saturday. So Dick Vitale uh, just released from the hospital after undergoing more cancer treatment. The second time he's fought cancer this year. He got him a bit of a pick-me-up from the Gopher football team. Uh, Dick Vitale from his hospital bed on Tuesday uh, tweeting a photo of him uh, with a oar. And if you're not a a fan of Minnesota Golden Gopher football, you may be thinking, okay, why does Dick Vitale have an oar in his bed? Captioned on the tweet reads this. It says, wow, I was told a few minutes ago that the oar sent to me really is from the University of Minnesota. Coach Fleck, and the Gopher football team. I was told the theme he has adopted is, we are rowing with you. To all the Golden Gophers, it lifted my spirits as I was doing chemo. I feel great. I feel energized. I feel super. I feel no side effects. That's what Vital said on Tuesday. Yesterday, he was released from the hospital following chemo treatment. He's 82 years old. Announced in October he had been diagnosed with cancer for the second time this year. This time around, he's battling lymphoma having uh, undergone several surgeries earlier this year to remove a melanoma for which he was declared cancer-free. So thoughts and prayers go down to Dick Vitale as he's recovering from all that chemotherapy treatment as he battles lymphoma. Second half of the wrap, here's coming up. Brandon Warren from Access Twins and that 90s baseball podcast going to join me on the sports wrap here. We're going to talk free agency, just not, not just with the Twins, but also free agency as a whole around Major League Baseball and get his thoughts on what the Twins should do with Byron Buxton. Brandon Warren, AccessTwins.com, coming up next on the KDLM Sports Wrap. Hi, I'm Mike Ann with NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Two Sundays ago, Cam Newton said he was eating a bowl of cereal. He may now be the Panthers' lucky charm at quarterback. Carolina head coach Matt Rule says he's, quote, trending towards starting Newton this week against Washington. Newton accounted for two touchdowns in just nine plays in a win over the Cardinals just three days after signing with the Panthers. After missing two games with an ankle injury, Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray returned to practice on Wednesday. He says he feels pretty close to being ready to play this week. Some other QB news. The Jets will start Joe Flacco Sunday against Miami. While the Dolphins expect Tua Tungabailoa to be back in the starting lineup despite an injured finger. Meanwhile, in Detroit, Jared Goff did not practice Wednesday and is being called day-to-day with an oblique injury. And two All-Pros back at practice Wednesday after being sidelined by injuries on Sunday. Saints running back Alvin Kamara, Cowboys left tackle Tyron Smith. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's. 
So thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 6680 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 6680. Enjoy! Access Clinicals in Dilworth, Minnesota is now recruiting for healthy men and women for upcoming clinical studies helping advance health care by testing generic and new formulations of medications to submit to the FDA for approval to utilize in future health care. Currently, Access Clinicals is recruiting healthy men and women who are non-smokers between the age of 18 to 65, currently not taking prescription medications for any medical conditions. This clinical study, paying up to $5,000 upon successful completion, consists of two 36-hour stays in December and two 36-hour stays in January. This study, number 1415, also has three outpatient visits after each period in the morning that will take 10 minutes of your time. Also, make sure to ask about the early sign-on bonus for upcoming December studies. For more information on this clinical study, paying up to $5,000 that's beginning in December, please go online to accesspays.com or call 218-284-2947. This season, there's a new choice for your fields. Zatabo soybean seed, designed with triple-stacked Enlist E3 technology for weed control flexibility. Supported by a dedicated team of BASF agronomic experts. Protected by the versatile BASF soybean crop protection portfolio. Zatabo soybean seed, stacked in your favor. Zatabo from MS Technologies, distributed exclusively by BASF. Always read and follow label directions. 1340 AM, 93.1 FM, KDLM. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Graham. It's a big weekend for the University of Minnesota cross-country teams. We'll have a preview next. Thrivent and the Gophers are partnering again this year in the annual initiative Heart for Hunger to feed 60,000 families at Thanksgiving through the Union Gospel Mission. Gopher fans can support this cause by making an online donation at ugmtc.org slash h4h. That's ugmtc.org slash h4h. You are making a difference. Do you have time to connect today? Both the Gopher men's and women's cross-country teams are taking part in the NCAA tournament this weekend in Tallahassee, Florida. The women are ranked fifth and believed to be a national title contender. Gopher senior runner Megan Haas of Alexandria won the Big Ten title this season and says they have high hopes for the weekend. I mean, I don't think it's any big secret. We were fifth last year in the country. We're obviously hoping to improve on that. We brought everybody back from last year, and we've all made improvements this year. Improving would be a podium team, which is one of our big goals this year. And I would say the sky is the limit for this group. Megan's twin sister, Bethany, won the Big Ten title last year. She says both the sisters came back for a super senior season this year to compete for that title. With last year being such a weird year, I think for a lot of people, it was kind of a hard decision, like trying to figure something out to do with school. But for me and I, it was kind of an easy decision. We just stretched out our master's program, but like we love this team so much, and we knew that we had the potential to do a lot this year as a team. Coming back and winning the Big Ten title was a huge goal of ours, and we did that. And now it's on to nationals. Meanwhile, the Gopher men's team is ranked 27th. They're also in the national tournament, which takes place on Saturday. That's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. 
I'm Mike Graham. Make the decision to work for Precision. Precision Printing has a opening for a graphic designer. This position offers a variety of graphic design, customer service, and hands-on production of printed products. Stop by Precision Printing today to apply. Applicants must be proficient in use of Adobe Creative Suite products. Precision Printing offers great benefits and generous paid time off. Apply at their location. Precision Printing is located on Front Street in Detroit Lakes. Or check them out online at ppofmn.com. Cal Soderquist with a Wolves Minute. Well, the Timberwolves were in action on Wednesday night, hosting the Sacramento Kings at Target Center. Wolves had dropped back-to-back games, and in the first 24 minutes, it was more of the same. A sleepy first half offensively, troubles finishing possessions, defensively allowing their opponent to crash the offensive glass, but the Wolves made some big adjustments at the halftime break. They rebounded much better and then leaned on Anthony Edwards in the fourth quarter. He scored 16 of his team-high 26 in the final frame, lifting the Wolves to a 107-97 victory. Now, they're right back in action tonight on the second end of a back-to-back. Last weekend, when they had this scenario, they came out flat on night two. Anthony Edwards says they need to try something different. Like Pat said, whatever y'all did on the back-to-back in L.A., don't do it tonight. So, like, stay in the house. Call a couple teammates. TP, PB, let's play Call of Duty, man. You know what I'm saying? Until you get sleepy. You get sleepy, go to sleep. <laughs> Different routine tonight, yeah, for sure, yeah. Wolves and Spurs, our coverage begins at 6.30 on the Timberwolves Radio Network. Ho, ho, ho! Santa's coming to Becker Pet and Garden, and they are teaming up with the Humane Society of the Lakes. Bring your pets into Becker Pet and Garden, Saturday, November 20th, from 9.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. with a $25 donation to the Humane Society of the Lakes and get those Santa photos taken. You'll receive a memory card with photos and a $5 store gift certificate. You Use them for your Christmas card and enjoy those photos. Bring those pets in to Becker Pet and Garden Saturday from 9.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Detroit Lakes Weather. Here's your KDON weatherology forecast. Cloudy skies in store for today. A lingering chance for some flurries with high temperatures working up to 26. Of gusty northwesterly winds at 12 to 25. Then for tonight, mostly cloudy, dropping back to a low of 16, with winds turning light and variable. For Friday, partial sunshine reaching up to a high of 35, and still staying dry on Saturday at low 30s. That's your latest forecast. I'm meteorologist Michael Carroll. The KDLM Sports Wrap. You see this quote from Anthony Barr the other day? He says, you can say the Cardinals might be the best team in the NFC because the Browns could be the best team in the AFC. We went toe-to-toe with both of them. We just kind of fell short. Yeah, you battled these teams hard, but at the end of the day, an L is still an L. You battled with Cincinnati. You battled with Cleveland. You battled with Arizona. You lost all three of those games. You are one and three, and you're running out of time, and fans are running out of patience. Weekdays at 930 and on demand at KDLMRadio.com. Thirteen forty KDLM, the station you can count on. This is the KDLM Sports Wrap on a snowy Thursday morning here in the Lakes area. Even though it's snowed outside, never too early to start thinking about baseball. We're joined on the phone now by Brandon Warren of Access Twins and that '90s baseball podcast. Brandon, how are you doing this morning, man? Uh, a little warmer than you guys, but not much. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, we're, we're talking not talking too much snow yet. Yeah, we're talking off air about how there's still some some pins at golf courses uh, down there, and uh, not so much up here anymore. Golf season officially ended in the Lakes area when this big snowstorm hit last Friday. Yeah, I think we're on the verge of that. It's a little bit of snow, a little dusting, but the wind is so cold. There's just no way. Yeah, it's it, it, it's time. It's the 18th of November today. It's it's time to 
to close the chapter on on summer and fall activities and, and bust out the the shovels and the snow plows and the hats and the gloves and in uh, the baseball gloves because February spring training opens and it, are you seeing a uh, potentially very different looking Minnesota Twins team than what we saw this last season uh, once camp opens up in February? Well, and I'm certainly hoping that labor distress doesn't slide into that. But yeah, I, I as far as drastically different, it's hard to say because they kind of sped up that process by trading Jose Barrios and doing kind of a open auditions in the rotation after that with Joe Ryan and Bailey Ober and cast of other characters. But the rotation will especially look different with Kenta Maeda on the shelf, Pineda, a free agent, and the veteran flyers they took last year far, far away from this team in terms mm-hmm. of Matt Shoemaker and Jay Happ. So the rotation is going to look way different now, whether that's by, based on spending money or trading for guys or a combination of the two is, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens offensively. I think they're going to be fairly similar, but they, there's still the potential that they may have to borrow from the offense to find some pitching. So a lot of things up in the air right now, and a few moves have happened in the major leagues on a whole, or on the whole, rather, but uh, not much for the Twins just yet. Yeah, a couple guys signing. Uh, Noah Syndergaard, a one-year deal with the Angels. Eduardo Rodriguez goes to the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Justin Verlander re-signing in Houston yesterday. Has free agent, uh, I'm assuming free agency has officially opened up, and the Twins just haven't done anything uh, early at this point, right? Yeah, and it's it varies every year. There's times where Thanksgiving can be a kind of a, the opening of it. I know the Twins signed Phil Hughes around Thanksgiving you know, seven, eight years ago. And Torrey Hunter, when he left the Twins, signed with the Angels right around Thanksgiving. So this is a little on the faster side, but in the sense that the CBA expires here in a couple weeks, there will probably be a flurry of action and then a quiet period and then hopefully pick it right back up when and if they agree to a new CBA here, hopefully in the near future. Dr. Brandon Warren from accesstwins.substack.com this morning. Uh, I've got a list of free agents here, Brandon, and I want you to tell me the likelihood of, of the Twins signing this guy because these are positions of need. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, let's start with, uh, with, with, with second baseman Marcus Simeon. What are your thoughts on Marcus? I like him a lot. I think he's a good fit in the sense that he can play short but also has shown the willingness to move around. And so if one of the kids pops through, whether it's Austin Martin or Royce Lewis and can play short, then you have Semyon able to move to second base or you know, third base if Donaldson's contract is up. It's just it's a really good fit. He's 31 years old, so he's not super young or super old, so he shouldn't need a huge contract in terms of years. I like their chances of um, at least giving him a long look. In terms of another guy who can move around the infield quite a bit, a familiar name here, Eduardo Escobar is a free agent. I think the Twins are able to bring him back. Yeah. I would love that, and I think the biggest thing is he played some first base down the stretch for Milwaukee, and the Twins are going to need some help at first base because they don't have a DH right now, which means Miguel Snow will probably hit in there, and Alex Kirloff can play some first base, but he might play the outfield too. So I think if you have Escobar who can play first, second, and third, that gives you nice depth against injuries and just a a good clubhouse guy. I would love to see them target him. I, I don't know how likely it is, but I think it would be a great idea. One name Twins fans, I'm sure would love to see back in this clubhouse is Nelson Cruz. He's a free agent. Thoughts on uh, on the, the the now 41 year old Nelson Cruz? Yeah, to me it doesn't seem super likely. When they signed him a year ago, it was an offense that felt like it just needed to be kind of uh, rounded into form so that they could contend again. At this point, with where they stand on their contention path and with how good Chicago was last year, 
it just doesn't seem to me like he's going to be a priority. They're going to probably want to funnel some guys through DH and keep some flexibility positionally for a bunch of guys to kind of do some different things. So I think they'll take the chance and let Father Time try to sneak up on him somewhere else. What about a guy like uh, Javi Baez, a guy who's a gold glove second baseman, could also maybe move around that infield a bit? Yeah, I like him a lot, and I think he's going to still get paid even though he had a really down patch there with the Cubs in 2020 and before that. I, I don't see him as a guy who's going to age very well, though, because he swings and misses and, and chases so much. He kind of reminds me of Eddie Rosario on the infield with, with really good defense. And so present day, he's a very good player, but I don't think it's going to last for very long. Uh, I kind of see him maybe ending back up with the Mets at this point. I just I don't think he's going to be a fit for the Twins. What about the guy with the most famous home run on Twitter, your guy, Nick Castellanos? He's a free agent now. Yeah, I mean, he'd be a good fit in the sense that he can just mash and probably play in a corner. But I think they're going to want to go with younger guys in a corner. And if they're going to spend big money, it should be on a shortstop offensively. Speaking of shortstop, Trevor Story, the 11th ranked free agent on CBSSports.com. Uh, opinion on Trevor Story potentially being a Minnesota twin? Yeah, that that would be the perfect signing. Uh, if, if not Semien, I would definitely be in favor of Story. He's probably every bit as good as Carlos Correa and Corey Seager, but he's going to probably get less of a deal just because he's coming off a tougher season and teams are still a little hesitant to sign guys out of Colorado. But he's an absolute stud, and if they can spend the money that might have gone to Jose Barrios on Trevor Story, well, I know people will be upset that he can't pitch. Adding yeah. another potential superstar is, is never a bad idea. So uh, that would lock down shorts. It might open up center field for an Austin Martin or a Royce Lewis, or those guys could maybe play second. It, there's a lot of moving parts, but the versatility that their minor leaguers have is going to be very valuable if they decide to lock down shortstop for a, a long stretch of time. Got a couple of pitchers on my list as well with uh, with the, the starting rotation uh, very uh, very open right now. Where we're looking at guys like like Griffin Jackson, Bailey Ober, and and uh, Joe Ryan. Maybe your your one two three to start the season. What about a guy like uh, like like Stephen Matz or Corey Kluber that you might be able to get on the cheap for a one or two year deal? Yeah, I think I think Kluber makes a lot of sense in that he was in Cleveland when Falvey was over there, and he's not going to be extremely cost prohibitive. And he's coming off a year where he, he showed some good things with the Yankees, but at the same time had trouble staying healthy. And so they're going to they're gonna dig deep and find some guys like this, whether it's, um, you know, uh, Zach Davies or any, any number of guys who are a little further down the list that they think they can boost up. But I, I see them going after guys who are more flyer types, um, maybe Chris Archer coming back from injury, as opposed to, you know, going big on a guy like Max Scherzer, or, um, you know, Justin Verlander, who was a free agent, now back with the Astros. There's some big names out there. I just I don't see the Twins going after them. I think that, you know, where you're talking here is, is more their speed. Yeah, so, so you don't predict the Twins are going to sign uh, AL Cy Young winner Robbie Ray? Uh, I mean, if they're going to break the budget for anyone, he might be the one. <laughs> yeah. The lefty with a, a big arm, and it would be a nice way to stick it to the Blue Jays for signing an extension with Jose Barrios. But honestly, I, I don't think they have that kind of vengeance in their blood. Yeah, uh, Barrios, uh, Barrios for Ray would be a pretty a, pre- a pretty sweet deal, plus uh, all the prospects we got in that trade also. Let's talk about yeah. the guys on, on the Twins right now. The, the big question that everybody's, I mean, he's, he's constantly trending on Twitter, and that would be Byron Buxton. Comments from the front office, kind of him and Hine about it. Well, we don't want to pay the guy because he gets hurt all the time. We know what he's worth, but we don't want to give it to him, but we don't want to trade him because it'll upset the fan base. What do you think happens with uh, number 25 this offseason? I'm still holding out hope they get him signed, but I know that 
hopes are dwindling by the day. Uh, it, it feels like the David Ortiz situation, obviously not the same in the sense that Ortiz was not eligible for free agency, but mm-hmm. it's just the kind of guy that if you let him go, he'll blow up somewhere else. And so they just can't let that happen. And I think they know that. I think they're going to figure it out. But it might come down to adding an extra zero on that contract. If you can bump it up into the $100 million range over six or seven years, that's not, I know as weird as it sounds, it's not prohibitive on a six or seven year deal if uh, you add incentives that could pay him like a George Springer if he stays healthy. What's coming up on that 90s baseball podcast? One of my favorite episodes, by the way, so far is when when you and Greg opened up the, the baseball cards and you went through stories about guys that he had played with. It's, it's, it's a super fun podcast, man. Yeah, and I just bought, I don't know if you saw, I got a case of Upper Deck 1990 baseball cards in the mail yesterday. Okay. So I think we're going to record later this week with uh, unopened cards. So a, an added layer of intrigue where nice. I don't know what's coming, he, don't know, he doesn't know what's coming, <laughs> and um, so it's off the cuff, which should be fun. You can check out that podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. It's called That 90s Baseball Pod, Brandon Warren and former MLB relief pitcher, Greg Olson. Brandon, if someone wants to find your written work uh, online and, and, and connect with you that way, what's the best place to find you? Yeah, either go accesstwins.substack.com or find me on Twitter at Brandon underscore W-A-R-N-E, and I pretty much network everything through there. Sweet. Brandon Warren from Access Twins and that 90s baseball pod. Brandon, thanks so much for taking the time out of your schedule to join me on the Sports Wrap today. Have a great rest of the week. We'll chat again soon. Anytime. Can't wait. It's finger licking good. Sweet. Dude. All right, thanks again to my guy Brandon Warren for joining me on the Sports Wrap this morning. If you miss any of that interview and want to go back and re-listen to it, you can do so momentarily online at kdlmradio.com. You can also subscribe to the KDLM Sports Wrap wherever you get your favorite podcast from. And don't forget to check out that 90s baseball pod at Apple Podcasts as well. It's got a, a 4.9 out of 5 stars right now. Can't wait moments. Well, you got the Minnesota Wild in action tonight at home against the uh, the Dallas Stars. Ryan Suter and the Dallas Stars. 6.45 pregame on KDLM tonight. 7 o'clock as the Wild look to get back to their winning ways. They've lost two of their last three games. Also coming up tonight at U.S. Bank Stadium, or today rather, day one of the state quarterfinals. A lot of great games on the way Today, you got Kitson County Central versus Leroy Ostrander. That game is at 11.30. We've got, uh, let's see, Thursday games, Thursday games. Barnesville versus Chatfield at 2 o'clock today. You got Becker and Casson Manorville tonight at 4.30 in the nightcap tonight. Eden Prairie versus Maple Grove in Class 6A. That game is at 7 o'clock. A number of area teams still looking for that state championship. Fertile Beltrami, they're going to play tomorrow. They take on Hills Beaver Creek. They'll get the winner of Kitson County Central and Leroy Ostrander. New York Mills plays Mayor Lutheran at 1130 on Saturday. Going to be a defensive battle in this one. Mayor Lutheran, they've won 11 straight games. They're only allowing six points per game over that winning streak. But the Eagles only allowing seven points per game all season long and have five different shutouts this year. Winner of that one will get the winner of Miniota and Rushford Peterson in the championship game on November 26th at 10 o'clock. Barnesville, they play today. They play at 2 o'clock. They take on Chatfield. That explosive Chatfield offense hung 50 points on one of the best defenses in Class 2A in Minneapolis North. Then you got the West Central Area Ashby Knights uh, on the other side of that Class 2A bracket. They're going to take on 
Maple River on Saturday. Winner of West Angel area and Maple River gets the winner of Barnesville versus Chatfield in the Class 2A championship game on November 26th. You can find a complete breakdown of the semifinals for state high school football online at kdlmradio.com. Just scroll on down to the sports section. That's a wrap for the Sports Wrap. Back tomorrow at 9.30 on the station. You can count on 1340 KDLM, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Quick CBS News break, then Classic hits roll on KDLM. Don't forget, Wild Hockey at 7 o'clock tonight.